Hey dorks, just a quick message reminding you to head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and give us a follow. We live stream when we record our new podcast episodes and we're live streaming video game sessions on Saturday nights at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time. We're playing super rad stuff like Among Us, Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes, Jackbox Games, and Tabletop Simulator. Come hang out and play along with us. That's twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Mind Gap Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And we're so happy that you're here because it's been a week, a whole week that smells horrendous. Jesus Christ. Good Lord. What was that? We can't, that... Have, we can't have one nice intro, Doug. Well, it's the, the fizzy water talking, and I made smoked chicken tonight, smoked chicken tacos, and it tasted kind of gross, but now that I think about it, it has a nice finish, a little smoky, sweet, you know, just the way yeah. God intended. <clears throat> Tell me more about how it, so here's the thing. A lot of people will talk about like a fine wine, the nose, how it hits first, how it then mellows on the palate and what the finish is like. Doug is a, uh, is it a sommelier, 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 right? Somalian burps. He's a Somalian burp. Er, so Doug, go ahead and give us the full bouquet of what you just experienced. So it started out very hot. There was a warmth to it, both physically and within the palate. It was very warm, mm. and it came out, and the smell is the first thing that hits you, and you're like, wow, what, what is that? I don't know what that is. And you're immediately, it's like, you know, when you have Lou Malnati's deep dish, Chicago deep dish pizza, and mm-hmm. you smell it when it comes out, like, this is awesome. But when you put it in the fridge... And then later on, you open it up and you're like, oh my God, that doesn't smell good. It's been in the fridge. And for some reason, you're like, Oof. that's kind of what it was. It's like, okay. it's food that comes up. And it's disarming. It's disarming. You're like, it's, oh yeah. God. But then you start thinking about it. I'm like, what was that? And then I'm like, oh, right. It was, it was my smoked chicken. And I was like, whoa, I okay. get that. I'm starting to get a little bit of those barbecue spices and stuff like that. And, you know, it was. So uh, it moves from disarming into intriguing. Yes. To wait and, to make and st- almost alluring, if you will, it makes you think. You know, it's a thinker. Oh, you know, it's very retrospective. It's a stinker followed by a thinker. You know, there you go. That's yeah. look. That's what they call the Harvard twosome. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. You can look Wikipedia that. Look up Harvard the Harvard twosome. Also closely related to the two pipe classic. Which, that's right. You know, double pipe classic. I'm sorry. Which we all know is like finding a unicorn rare it, it it's rare but man when you find it you you when get you award. witness it when you witness the burping and farting at the same time magical right now here's the thing if you add a sneeze in at the same time impossible you die. so impossible. you don't like no one's ever witnessed it because anyone who's done it has just immediately ceased to exist. i love how that was just such a thing that we believed when we were kids oh yeah so it goes dude if you sneeze fart and burp at the same time you're dead yeah, it's right. a control alt delete of your body. <laughs> it's, a, it's an alt F4. Your body will quit itself. 
right your spirit quits yeah like ah it's just like this <laughs> is your body couldn't handle that your body people survive cancer but it can't survive a, a fart a sneeze and a burp at the same time it's like ah! right people come back from drowning with cpr but it can't handle a fart a sneeze and a burp at the same time <laughs> right exactly <laughs> said he goes poof body gone yep that's it it's just <laughs> Just poof. Everyone looks around and they're like, "Where did so and so go? That's crazy." It's like they a were jump just cut standing right in here. a video. It's just jump right. cut and you're just poof, you're gone. Right. <laughs> what a lot of people don't know is that the memory of you also gets erased. So that's yes. why no one ever talks about the snart because it just no one no one remembers it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say something. Yeah. I'm going back here in the uh, oh. Zenny said, try eating pickle slices and cherry turnover together. I don't know about that, but I did just hear today. And I don't know if, the, have you ever heard of this? That a, a Southside Chicago thing is peppermint and pickle. Have you ever heard of this? No. And so I'm just a, imagining what that would taste like. Because the peppermint so, is very strong. Right. And whenever you eat anything after peppermint, the peppermint invites itself. It's a polite way of saying to the party. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, the peppermint doesn't care that it was told to go home. No, it's hanging yeah. around. It's it's the friend that won't leave uh, <laughs> after a party. It's like, hey, man, I'm going to go to bed. It's like, that's cool. I'm just going to watch a couple more movies. And you're like, but I got to get up early for work. That's cool. I'll see myself. That's out. fine. I'll keep the volume low. Is anything in the fridge fair game? Can I just? Yeah. yeah? Right? Is it cool can if I, I grab- shower here before I go to work? Because I'm can just going to go to work pickle? from here. Yeah. <laughs> can I grab a pickle? Uh, well, there's Anna Belleval, who is, uh, uh, she was at least, I don't know if she still is. She was one of the the uh, field correspondents for WGN News. And she posted uh, something on Instagram where apparently it's a Southside tradition, but she you bite the top off of a pickle, like uh, one of those whole dill pickles like, like that you've got. I was like, I got them. Gigantic jar of. And you take a peppermint stick and you shove it down the center and then you eat that together and she was very like nah, i don't know about this and they were like no no, try it and she tried it and she was like oh my god this absolutely is this something works. i have to do on the next podcast i don't want to say yes but i'm gonna say i've yes. got a jar of pickles everybody i do a giant one from costco stick it's gotta get a peppermint stick and then yeah don't and tell she jill said, she said does she like peppermint sticks no she would be horrified i showed her the clip of me doing the watermelon and mustard with yeah. no context, I go here. Watch this, and she goes, <laughs> "Wait, no, no, no! Why, no?" She's like, "Why would you do that?" I was like, "I don't know." And she's like, record, "Let me guess. Let me guess." It. She goes, "Let me guess. Let me guess. You just you, you found out that the yellow mustard was expired, and you put it back in the fridge." I was like, <laughs> "I was live on a podcast. Of course I did. I didn't <laughs> want to, but I had time to wash it out and throw it in recycling." She goes, "I knew you did. I knew you do it. I knew you put it back in." I'm like, "I'm gonna go throw it away." You don't even use mustard. What are you talking about? <laughs> Jill is like a shark when it comes to mu- mustard. You put like an eighth of a teaspoon of mustard really? in something. She'd be like, is there mustard in this? Like she can instantly pick it out. That's interesting. I feel like I remember you guys saying that. Yeah. She doesn't fuck around when yeah. it comes to that. So I tried that. Uh, I went and bought a watermelon the other day and I was like, and I, I was cutting it up. I'm like, wait a second. I have yellow mustard that's not bad. So let me go ahead and pull this out and try it. And it's exactly as you described it. It's watermelon and mustard. 
And I also want to shout it wasn't out. Bad, but yeah, I wouldn't I mean, do it. Like the thing is, not, like it's not a snack I would go for. No, but I get it. I get it because it should be awful, and it's not. Yeah. And I think that's what the allure is of it. It's like, wait, this is who would think to put yellow mustard on something as delightful as a watermelon, a piece of watermelon? Right. But when you eat it, you're like, it's not bad. And actually, combines relatively interestingly in your mouth. But it's not like, oh boy, get me this giant bowl of watermelon and slather some yellow mustard on it. <laughs> Which side note, shout out to uh, Mister E for uh, Married with Gaming for sending me uh, four bottles of mustard because mine had gone bad. So thank our, you. Our community uh, fucking best knows no limit to their generosity, and Jill, I mean that very, very much from the bottom of my heart. Jill tonight literally opened up the pantry and goes, "Oh my god, we have mustard coming out of our asses." <laughs> Well, and it was a variety pack too, man. Like you got honey mustard in there, you got yellow mustard, got I think you got Dijon, and then what was the other one? I don't was remember. There, a fourth one? there was a fourth one. There was a pack of three and a single one. And Noah says, "Now in yep. two years, I'll have four bad bottles of mustard." <laughs> exactly. exactly. There's no way I'm going to get through that much. Like, I, have you ever known anyone that would just tear through bottles of mustard? I mean, I use my, I buy a single bottle of mustard and I use it within the allotted time of the mustard <laughs> for a while there i was having a lot of toast in the morning and i would put uh dijon mustard on it and it was really good or i would dijon put that- mustard on your toast in yes. the morning mm-hmm. huh okay. and i would put and i would put um sometimes my hard-boiled eggs on top of that to give it a little that bit makes of sense. I get that. because yeah. i got that from the recipe you gave me for the uh egg salad yeah, which involves. Okay. So I was like, oh well, instead of making that whole thing, I'll just do a little bit of hard boiled eggs on some whole wheat toast okay. with some with a little bit of mustard. I was like, add a little bit of pop to it, and it was it was delightful. So I'll I went through. I, I I was doing that pretty regularly, so I was kind of tearing through it for a while, but then I stopped. Yeah. And now I have four bottles of mustard. The times when I use mustard, I really don't use a lot of mustard outside of uh, I'll I'll do if I if I eat a turkey burger or a regular burger or something, I'll do. On the bun, I'll, I'll do a dollop of mayo, dollop of ketchup, dollop of mustard, and I'll kind of do a little uh, a little sauce mixture. But that's really the only time I use mustard. Unless it's called for in a recipe, like for that egg salad thing, I don't use a ton of mustard. But that's why I buy the bottle of mustard that's about yay big, you know, like the, I don't know what that is, an eight ounce, 12 ounce bottle of mustard. It's not huge. It's an not average big. dick size is what you're saying. Right, exactly. A, a, a Swedish dick size um, <laughs> of mustard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I definitely, if it's an option to put like on hot dog or a brat or a burger, I'm like, absolutely. But it's also one of those condiments that I don't you put a ton of it on because it has a very strong taste to it. Yeah. But I don't mind it being there. Also not a fan of it being there by itself. Like for me, a hot dog involves ketchup and mustard. Some people are like, that's blasphemy. I understand that. It's like Some only mustard. It's like, you can, cool. Let's change topics now. Now that we're going to go <laughs> that route. Thank you, Justin. You yeah, piece I'm just of saying, shit. I brought you a little, little, uh, no. little mustard. No. Some chopped onion. You're good no. to go. Gross. No, what are you gross. talking about gross? What oh, do you mean? God. Do you not like onions? Since Stuff what? is stupid. Stuff is dumb. <laughs> Doug hates onions. Stuff is stupid. Stuff is dumb. Onions. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Fuck onions. Fuck them twice. Well, there you go. Love me some garlic, though. I know it's in the onion family. You know, and that's cool. Work with. What that. is the onion family? Uh, leeks, 
shallots, scallions. No, no, no. Like if you were to say like it's part of the onion, like what is what's that? What is that? That it grows in the ground and it comes up like with with little like cool, uh, cool mohawk. Well, you know? Slotty's got it. I knew he would. Yeah. All alliums Al- are fantastic. Alliums. There you go. Hello, you beautiful fuck not married with gaming. I was just giving you props for sending me uh, all those all those uh, bottles of mustard. So thanks again, all the pal. the mustards. We appreciate. It. We're just really breaking down mustard. And Justin had hey, to married with by, gaming you by talking mustard by talking about aluminiums, and I don't want to talk about those. So we're moving on. We're moving on. <laughs> uh, let's do some housekeeping. Uh, housekeeping. <laughs> Dude, this got, that's got to be a there's a sound bite. <laughs> Time for some. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. <laughs> oh, God. Who is that guy? I don't think I, I don't know. <laughs> He's kind of out of breath. He's also excited to be knocking on the door. Very throaty uh, right. uh, timbre. I don't know if I like that guy. His name is Kron. Kron. Who Kron. is he? Is, is he like a cousin of, of Korg from the Marvel Universe? <laughs> sure. Absolutely he is. Yeah. Absolutely. He's made of wood. He's a, he's a distant cousin of Korg. Korg does not like to talk about him, but Kron is there. Yeah, Kron. Yeah. All right, housekeeping. Here we go. First things first, y'all follow us on Spotify if you don't already. You can just if you just if you're looking to do listen to stuff on Spotify, we're there. Noted. You know it. It's true. It's on the test. Get it right, or you're out. That's it. That's how it goes. Your average will go down. It'll go on your permanent record, and you won't get into the heaven. Uh, next up, check out our Discord server. Uh, this is a wonderful place where we share all sorts of cool things, fun memes. Uh, we set up game nights. We share recipes. We're a bunch of fucking nerds, and it's the best community in the world. What community do you know of will make a joke about mustard, and then your community will actually send you mustard? What community do you know of where you say you hate a particular movie, and they buy it for you on iTunes? That's the kind of community we are. We love each other, and it's so much fun. So... Come hang out with us. If you want to check out, uh, if you want to join it, just head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Scroll down to the about section. You're going to see a little tab that says Discord. Click on that. Take you right on over. Join us. Welcome. Join the family. Uh, also, don't forget to check us out on Redbubble for that sweet Mind Gap merch. Get yourself something nice. You've had a, you've had a tough week. I can tell. You can tell you've, you've, had, a, you've, had, you've had one. And, you know, you're working hard. What better way to celebrate that than to get something nice for yourself? Why not get a new hat? Why not get a new shirt? Why not get a new, like, tote bag or a, a travel coffee mug or so- anything? Or be like the Mind Gap community and buy it for someone else. Exactly. Just Pass randomly gift it to someone and be like, hey, you deserve this. You deserve this. Check this out. Mind Gap podcast. They're really cool. You'll love them. Also, Doug hates stuff, you know, and Justin is not happy. You can say all these cool lingos that people are like, what? It's like, fucking listen, and you'll get it. All right. right. And don't forget, if you have a question, ask Practical Duck. All right. Cool. Out and leave. And they'll be like, wow, I guess I got something magical. It's like, yeah, you're welcome. So redbubble.com, search for Mind Gap Podcast, get yourself something nice. And also, if you don't know already, we do a live stream, a video game live stream every Saturday at 8 p.m. Central. So come hang out with us. This Saturday, I don't know, man, Justin, I'm kind of feeling Spyfall. You feeling spy fall. I think I'm feeling Spyfall this Saturday. I wanna I wanna boot it up. I wanna I wanna get some people together and I wanna be like, yo, let's kind of play this game and also let's not. Let's role play this shit. Cause that's what we did last time, and it was a goddamn delight. So yeah. 
Uh, Spyfall is one of my favorite board games. It's a game of deception and it's a fun uh, deduction. Fucking game, man. And uh, we had an absolute blast last time. We were pretending to fix HVACs and things went awry. It was wonderful. It's probably one of my favorite, favorite, favorite things ever. So uh, every Saturday, 8 p.m. Central at twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. Come hang out with us. Uh, head over to twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast and hit the follow button to make sure the notification's on so you know whenever we go live. It'll, it'll make you happy. It'll make us happy. Speaking of making us happy, I want to I take a minute here. Come in close. Come in close, guys. Huddle up, all right? We're on the goal line here, and we need you to punch it in. And by punching it in, we need you to go wherever you're listening to this right now and rate and review my Gap Podcast. So true. So rate true. and review it. Just take yourselves two minutes to do that because that shit goes so far. And we would love it so much if you would just rate and review it wherever you're listening. Just take the time to do it. I get it. I've heard this stuff before in other podcasts and people are like, eh, eh, can you do it? And I was like, you know what? I will. You know what? It was so quick. It's so easy. And I felt good because I also want to support and rate and review the podcast that I like because it means a lot. It means a lot to us. It means the world to us. We'd greatly, greatly appreciate it. If you like something that we do, share it. Share it in your social medias. Share it out there. Spread the love. Spread the gospel of Mind Gap. Evangelize the Mind Gap vision, mission, and values. Which is what, Justin? Mustard. Mustard. And mustard. There it is. You heard it. Vision, mission, values. Mustard, mustard, mustard. It sounds like something you'd yell before you charge the enemy trenches in World War I. Right. But it's not. It's, it's our not. mission and it's our values. Yes. And our mustard, 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 mustard. Mustard, mustard, mustard. Yeah. All right. Cool. Um, next up, I've been talking a lot. I'm going to keep talking. Uh, I, Dude, I was going to say, what else we got, man? I want to apologize. I want to apologize because Justin and I take great pride in never missing a week of Mind Gap Podcast. And last week... We fell short. We, we fell short. We did not meet your expectations. And I want to explain to you what happened. Two things. This is all my fault. All right? It's on me. It's nothing to do with Justin. All me. All right? Thank God. Because I yes. didn't know which way this was going to go. I didn't yeah. know if you were going to bring up the thing about, you know, the, other, the thing. I, I'm Listen, glad you didn't, but yeah. Unless you piss me off, I'll keep that thing in my pocket and I'll take it with me to the grave. All right? All right. I appreciate it. you're that. on thin ice, buddy. You're on thin ice. Noted. Watch it. Noted. Watch it. Uh, yeah, so last week... Okay, you're forgetting. It's the ice, it's the ice creaking. No, that's yeah. not. That's that's the ice getting stronger. That's the what that is. Str- that's the sound of ice thickening. <laughs> <laughs> it's the thickening of the ice. If that's not a clip, I don't know what is. That was amazing. Um, so last week, last... God, I don't even know. Time is a mystery to me at this point. On a weekend, uh, my internet was kind of being spotty. It would go out for like 30 minutes at a time. And I kept resetting my router, my cable box, all that sort of shit. Wasn't getting better. Had to schedule a technician to come out and take a look at it. This amazing guy from Xfinity, his name's Evan. Evan, if you're listening, if you're out there, man, thank you so much. You you are a delight. You're one of the good ones, Evan. And I appreciate you. He was so cool. He's a nerd like me. As he's sitting there, like going through checking cables, you know, he's like, he was like, we were just sort of like, nerds find each other. 
in these social situations. Because he saw, I have this Ethernet cable running from my cable box up to here, and I hate it. My wife hates it, but hey, I, that's how I get my upload speeds. He's like, why are you doing this? I'm like, oh, I stream and, and, and podcast. He goes, oh, cool. He's like, you don't mind my asking, like, what do you, you know, what do you do? And I was like, oh, it's, you know, nerd, pop culture, stuff like that. He goes, oh, okay. He starts like, asking like little questions here and there before you know it he's like we're having this amazing discussion about all sorts of nerdy stuff and it was so much fun at the same time he took he loved his job he loved trying to figure out what's going on trying to fix it and he was like more than happy to show me like hey check this out and this and that and everything and it went really well and at the end of it he goes i think you're better he's like but you might need a new modem i was like all right cool later that night same shit happened the internet went out it's like fuck i gotta get a new modem so I go to get a new modem. Um, he came by on Monday at five o'clock at night because that was the earliest I could get him in. Tuesday morning, I go out and get a new modem. All right, I install the modem. It's easy, but then I have to activate the modem through Comcast, mm. and there's no place to do it online. All it does is keep reading my old modem, so I have to do what I don't want to do, which is I have to call. I have to call them and I have to navigate their labyrinth, which I didn't think would be difficult, but it's like, I'm having internet issues. It's like, oh, cool. Did you, you know, it's an automated voice being like, did you refresh your router? And I was like, no, it's like, you should. I'm like, no, no. it's like, are you sure you don't want to? Cause it will really help your technician. And I go, no, it's like main menu. I'm like, you motherfucker, you won't let me continue because I said I wouldn't refresh my router. And so ah. I had to like find this weird back entry and i got some woman who just really didn't seem to know what was going on yeah. i was like listen i have a new modem was it denise it was not denise oh thank god because <laughs> denise whew, i've heard stories um but i was like i have a new modem it's installed it's not showing up on my portal as like existing i need to activate it and it was like this this is like the worst customer service experience of just it was just silence for long periods of time. No hold music, nothing. Just yeah. like I tell her that and then I hear like light typing from time to time and whatever. And then I don't have a record of you buying a modem. I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't buy it from you. I'm not leasing it. I bought my own. Okay. Silence continues. I'm like, oh my God. I'm just, I'm pacing because I'm so frustrated and my wife is losing her mind because she has so much fucking work to do and she can't do it mm-hmm. because this doesn't work. And she had to go to the fucking library multiple days to try and get work done while my daughter is also sick. And we'll get to right. that in a minute. So it's stressful at home. So we're going through all this and she's like, all right, can I? she asked for the serial number and all that sort of shit. And I give it to her again, extensive periods, extensive periods of silence. And then she's like, there's absolutely no confidence She's like, okay, I think you're good now. I was like, oh. After after not having said anything to you, it's just the yeah. silence and typing. All of a sudden, she comes back in and goes, I think you're good now. Well, it's also like, oh, she couldn't get the uh, the model number in there. Like, she couldn't get the, oh, I'm trying to, I have to put it in multiple places. I was like, this ain't your prom night. Get it right, you know? And... You know, she said, oh, I have to reach out to my team lead. And they said this. They said, okay, it should be good. And they're going to call you in 10 minutes. And if it's not working, then we'll go from there. And as soon as I get off the phone, 
Nothing happens. And I go to my portal on my phone, and what used to say TV and internet only says TV now. Internet does not exist on my profile. I'm like, awesome. And then I don't get a call. I get a text that says, your internet's still not working. Let's schedule a follow-up technician. Would tomorrow at between 11 and 1 work for you? And I was like, God. And Jill's like, I'm out. She's left. She's like, I, I can't stay here. Yeah. So then I get the worst tech in the world as far as like he seems like a classic Chicago guy. Okay. Comes in, big pot belly. The first guy, Evan, was great. Wore a face mask because Comcast is like, hey, someone has to be there. You need to be wearing your face mask. This guy shows up at the door, no face mask. This guy leaning against my house and just goes, so uh, what's the problem? He's got a mustache. He's got flecks of meat in the mustache. Talking with a thick, hey, you got a problem in your house with your internet? He just goes, so what's the problem? I was like... Do you not know why I'm like, why well, I go, why don't you come on in? I'll show you. And he's like, Bleh. comes on in. I you got go, a ramp. I can uh, walk up because I don't step. <laughs> it's like, hold on a second. Takes out an Italian beef sandwich. Takes right. a big bite out of it. Mm. Falls it up with a, with a slice of Lou Malnati's, you know? Okay. I'm ready. All right. You have any brats? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me you got brown mustard in there. <laughs> So he comes in. I explained to him again. I'm like, look, I got a modem. It's hooked up just fine. It's not showing up on my portal. Nothing's working. He's like, ah, so here's the problem. I can tell you the problem right here. This is your modem and it's not ours. And there's nothing I can do about it. I go, I'm fully aware of that. He goes, but he was like cutting me off yeah. and everything. And I was like, listen, listen, this is an Xfinity approved one. He goes, ah, I don't even need to look at that. I don't even care. I don't even care. I'm just what I'm telling you is we can't do anything. If it's, you, it's your modem, you bought it. The only thing we do is check the signal, and the signal's looking fine on my end right here. He's like, he's showing me. I go, well, and I was trying to explain to him what happened. I was like, well, yeah. hey, I I called this in. The person on the other line didn't seem confident, and after the call, internet disappeared from my portal. I showed him my phone. I go, I don't have internet on my portal right now. Yeah. He's like, well, I mean, the best I could do is like, he's, I'm, so, I'm showing, it says your modem, and it's, your modem's not responding. I go, that's the old modem. He's like, oh, Okay. He hits a button. He goes, I mean, I guess I could do is activate. He pushes a button on his phone. My modem restarts. And then guess what happens, Justin? Did Everything the works. Show up? Everything what? works. No Everything way. started working. And I was like, I was like, you, I knew this is what it was. Someone on the other end didn't activate wow. my, my modem correctly. I was like, this guy is going to come all the way out of here. It doesn't need to. Well, then he starts like going around, checking stuff out. And he's like, well, you're getting some interference with your wires. And then he goes down and proceeds to look at everything Evan did. And he's like, hmm, now why did he do that? And he's doing that whole thing. And I was like, I swear to God, if you undo everything this guy did. And also, I don't know what you the know, fuck I'm talking about. You got an Ethernet cord running up your stairs here. That's not good. That's probably that, that's your that. problem. That's your problem that's your right problem. there. It, the Internet doesn't run upstairs. Yeah. And it's so like he's, water. It's got to go downstairs. He's like starts explaining to me. He's like, see now, look at this. He's like testing a cable, and it's like a graph, and then there's like green, and then there's red. He's like, see, I go, is this good? Is this a good thing? He's like, this is this is this is without this is with, and like it changes. I go, is this like the stock market? Like, is this a good thing that I'm looking at? He's like, no, that's noise. You don't want noise. I'm like, okay, okay. He's like, so is there like a splitter down here? I'm like, I don't fucking know. He went in this closet. I showed him. He's like, ah, okay. And he's like, starts doing it. He goes, here, hold this. He just hands me his tools. 
And he's like trying to unscrew shit as he's doing it. And then I'm like, it's falling down a little bit. He's like, eh. he's like, yeah. And then it's like, yeah, I was doing work like he was his apprentice at one point in time. He's like, hands me a wrench. He's like, there you go. Wait. Make sure everything's unscrewed over there. And I'm like, why are you putting me to Make work, sure man? <laughs> why hey, uh, hand me the uh, the three quarter inch uh, the the nut driver? He sees what? <laughs> we call it the nut driver. You know what that it's is? It's a three quarter inch nut driver. So after all of that, it kind of <laughs> puts his cock in his. Hand. <laughs> I start jerking off, just like, ah! It's my nut driver. Yeah, there's your bratwurst. There's your brat. After all that, he, he just goes, yeah, I mean, he goes, you know, keep it, keep an eye on this. You may have to replace your cables because they're noisy, they're old, whatever. And he goes, and, and honestly, he goes, I don't know why they just didn't activate this over the phone. I'm like, I know, right? I know. <sighs> right? And I was like, and at that point, I was like, I want you to leave. I need you to leave my home right. immediately because the internet is working and that's good. Go away. Yeah, but where do we stand in a brat? I was like, yeah, that's cool. So he leaves. I text Jill. I'm like, we have internet. Come on home. And like, I start making lunch and like 20 minutes goes by. And all of a sudden, like, there's a knock at the door and I go and Jill's there. I'm like, why are you knocking at the front door? Because usually she pulls in, goes to the garage. And she goes, the fucking Comcast van is still in our driveway. And I was like, why is he still in our driveway? He told me. He was behind. I was like, he just Jesus took 20 Christ. minutes to probably stay in our driveway and probably have lunch or something. I don't know. He had that brat he was looking forward to. And Jill was, he probably pulled it out of the glove compartment. He's like, ah, yeah. The Absolutely, brat, yeah. The brat compartment, you know? The glove box brat. <laughs> it's always important. Yeah. So Jill was furious. She's like, I can't even park in our driveway because this stupid shit is sitting there. I was like, yeah, exactly. So internet's up and running. Natalie was feeling under the weather. So then I go, (laughs) Glove brought the other, (laughs) the brother to the pocket doc. Exactly. Bingo. So I take Natalie to the doctor because she's not feeling well. So I'm like, Jill, get work done. I'll take the kid. I go over there. And uh, she's got sniffles that turned into a cough that got worse. And uh, I take her to the doctor and the the nurse that's seeing her is like kind of eyeing her weirdly because Natalie's like breathing really heavy and really fast. Yeah. She's like, huh. So like she tests her blood oxygen levels and she goes, okay, um, I'm going to go ahead and call the ambulance uh, in situations like this. Um, we, we need to call the ambulance because... Uh, her her oxygen levels are low and this is not a good thing. And I was like, oh, okay. I was like trying to be cool about it. You know, I'm like, okay, for the sake of my daughter, be cool. Just be cool. Be cool. No big deal. No big deal. And she comes in, gets an oxygen tank, gives her some albuterol for like asthma and stuff. And she like starts puffing it. And Natalie almost immediately like perks up after she gets it. And she's like breathing better. And then like the ambulance guys come in and in this small room, there's like six people. All of them huddled around us, all of us asking questions, just, and this is Natalie and me, and I have to send a text to Jill. I'm like, hey, um, we're getting a ride in the ambulance to the ER. Um, Hey, don't freak out, but. She's like, holy fuck. I'm like, yeah, we're going. Uh, So they come in, and I'm like, I'm cool, I'm cool. I'm like, this is, it's like, this makes sense. Practical Doug grabs the wheel and is like, we got this, no big deal. 
and uh you know they're asking questions they're like does Aspen run your family i'm like no no like as you know all this sort of stuff and so they're like all right we're gonna we're gonna take her they're like we can't bring the stretcher in so are you cool with putting her in in the stretcher and i was like yeah yeah sure no problem and i picked her up and as i took her out to the hallway i see the stretcher and then that's the moment where practical doug lost control of the wheel and emotional Doug took over and was like, I started like tearing up. I'm like, you can't cry. You can't cry. So I'm like laying her into this stretcher where she's got this oxygen mask on her. And I was just like, oh, you poor thing. Right. My baby. And I was like, practical Doug just elbows him out of the way, grabs hold. And he just goes, hey, look at this cool bed you get to ride on. It, it wheels. It's got wheels and it's get you get your own seatbelt. It goes up and down. How cool is this? Huh? Right. And I go, hey, you know all those ambulances we've seen, like, you know, on the road? Guess what? We get to ride in one. And Dad's never ridden one before, so this is a new thing for me, too. And she was, she was, she was so cool. Like, she handled it so well. Yeah. I was answering the questions, and, and the EMTs were so cool. As soon as we got into, they, like, they loaded her into the ambulance and everything like that, they popped open this, uh, this seat, and inside they pulled out a teddy bear. And they gave it to her. They're like, all right, that's for you. Before we get to the hospital, which will be six minutes, uh, you're going to have to name it. And she just goes, Lollipop. And they're like, wow, that's awesome. We named it Lollipop. <laughs> and she was just like so cool, hanging in there, like being yeah. really good. And part of it was probably because she could breathe normal again, which was great. Yeah. And then we got to the that's, ER. That's yeah. why the EMTs are the shit right there. Absolutely. I, EMTs are... For my money, man, I want an EMT by my side. Any, any, like they are just the shit. They have their shit on lock. They have to. I have like that's their job. Respect for them, right? Yeah, absolutely. They, they have to know what's going on and how to handle it and, and make quick decisions to save people's lives. Absolutely. And I'm like, here's this five year old kid doesn't know what's going on, who's just dealing with this thing, and and the adults in this entire situation were amazing. Yeah. And they took excellent care of her. She shows up to the ER. They have a children's wing. She goes into one. They've got like frozen painted, you know, uh, stuff on there. They get her in there. All the all the nurses have like Goonies t-shirts or Star Wars t-shirts on. Like they're very like super. And I was wearing a, a Mario shirt. They're like, hey, nice shirt. I'm like, nice shirt to you too. And I was just trying to be very positive and, and calm and everything. And, you know, they get her in there and they're like, yeah, we might have to. We'll keep an eye on her, but we may have to admit her to the ICU, which is like, you know, just what every parent loves to hear. And then a doctor comes in and goes, uh, yeah, you, uh, you, uh, you know, your kid may have asthma. Hey, C2. Hey, are you one hey. of our nurses? Yeah, right. Hey, speaking of C2, check it out. Woo! I got your merch, girl. I got it on lock. Yes. Yeah. Check it out, girl. Cha-ching. You got it. You got it. Um... Yeah, so we, uh, you know, I did see this on Twitter. I was hoping you'd see it. I was hope I, I made sure to get the logo in there just, just in case. H. Um, yeah. So she eventually the doctor's like, yeah, I think she might have asthma. This was an asthma attack, and I was like, well, that's terrifying. He's like, maybe a one-time thing, maybe forever. Who knows? And then ultimately they had to admit her into the ICU, and uh, putting you know a five-year-old into a hospital bed, which ended up being for two days where she's yeah. hooked up to an IV and only that a mask on her face, feeding her medicine for at least 12 to 18 hours, not a small feat. 
But God bless them. Uh, all the nurses were phenomenal. The doctors were great. They were like, hey, what do you what do you like to do? What do you like? Yeah. She's like, I like unicorns. Like, we don't have unicorns, but we got this awesome stuff, dragon. And they gave her this dragon. They gave her, like, activity books. They gave her bubbles. And they're like, you need to do bubbles every hour. And if you compl- and you put a sticker for every hour, and if you do, you get a special prize. And That's so, like, awesome. here she is with these giant bubbles, just throwing them around, and it was great. And they got stuff for her to paint. She got to sit and watch TV, and she watched Endgame twice, which was awesome. And uh, it was not your typical five year old. I love no. it. So while internet didn't work on Tuesday, which is normally when we record on Wednesday, yeah. Justin was like, "What do you think? Is it fixed?" I'm like, "It's fixed." But then I'm like, "Go to the hospital." We're probably not going to be recording this week. <laughs> so, you want to give a shout out to the hospital? Yeah, uh, Edwards Hospital in Naperville. You all were amazing. And uh, Jen, one of the nurses, um, I can't remember. I'm so bad with names. Uh, they were was, they took phenomenal care of Natalie and us. And thank you. Thank you, Wade with Gaming. She's so glad to hear Natalie's okay. Me too. She, we went to the doctor today just to do a checkup. She's on the... Uh, on the up and up so you know we've yeah. had to do breathing treatments at home for and everything like that but she's remarkably great and That's uh fantastic. stayed home from school yesterday and today and uh after i made dinner with her after dinner she's like let's play uno and we were just playing uno for like 40 minutes she's straight back to it yeah yeah man she's she's doing great so That's uh, awesome long-winded uh answer to a question you all didn't ask but where was the episode <laughs> Didn't exist because my life was kind of a living hell last week. So yeah, uh, I did pop in and do a Saturday night stream because I'm like, I was going to go to Wisconsin uh, for a vacation that got canceled. So I'm like, well, I'm here. Right. I guess I'll play some games and I'll stream for a little bit. So uh, it was, uh, it was, it was something. It was, it was something. So apologies uh, for that not happening, uh, but it was for a good reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's, and it's so good to hear that everything worked out for uh yeah. For the best, you know, like that's and, and and that everyone, you know, not only kept their cool, but, you know, made her feel comfortable and handled their business. It, it just top to bottom. It sounds like, you know, except for that second uh, Comcast tech, <laughs> everyone over the last week handled their business and yeah. did a good job. So, yeah, it was it was definitely one of those moments where you realize, oh, none of this shit matters. Like right. immediately, like everything went out the window as far as like priorities and what was a priority. I'm like, fuck that. Like, right. I'm, I don't care. Like I got right. shit I got to do. And, and my work was phenomenal. They were so cool. They're like, yeah, go do your things. Like, see right. you later. It was all, it was all good. It was, it was oh, very so cool good to hear. Yeah. So, um, it. it's definitely, and unfortunately it was not COVID also, which was a good thing. I was like, great. She's got Fantastic. COVID. fucking yeah. awesome, but she didn't, which was cool. Um, so yeah, she's doing better. She's on the up and up. We're getting back in the swing of things. And, uh, yeah, you know, there was some great family time spent actually in the hospital playing. She wanted sure. to, she loves playing cards, man. She loves playing crazy eights. She loves playing Uno. I introduced her to a new board game, which she's not in love with, but she will love it. Um, she will. She will. Um, but yeah, I, you gotta keep an eye on those cards, man. You might have a gambler in your hands. I dude, I'm impressed at how good she is at Uno. Yeah, like, especially when you play Uno with two people, it's a much more aggressive game. Oh, I, I told you that about that uh, over uh, New Year's. Beth and I played uh, two-person speed Uno, and we just like because you can hit someone with the reverse, then the skip, 
and then the plus two, the plus two, and then the the wild draw four, and yeah. like you can just fuck their day. Natalie did that to me tonight. Yeah, she goes, girl. She goes reverse and skip yep. plus two uno. I win. I'm like, boom. You're five. How do you know how to do this, man? It's crazy. Yes. It's wild, man. It's and and, and it's so intense because usually I can like. There's some strategy involved with it, but for the most part, it's just insanity. But like when I play oh, with yeah. Jill, Natalie, and I, I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm not going to play this one right away. I'm going to save it. I made that mistake, and <laughs> with two person, she was like, bam, 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 bam. I'm like, fuck, I may have just lost the game immediately because I didn't, I wasn't aggressive. Absolutely, you're five, C two. Yeah, she's uh, oh, she's hilarious. Natalie's her vocabulary is changing tonight. She was just like, as I'm shuffling, she's like, revenge, revenge. I'm like do you know what revenge means? She goes, no. I'm like, she goes, it just sounds cool. I'm like, you're not wrong. It does. Right. It's a cool sounding word. She's <laughs> like, I don't know what that means. Pulls out a regular deck of card. All right. The game is five card drop. <laughs> the game is f- called revenge. Here's how right. it plays. ACDC wild. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what? What huh? are we? Yeah. What's happening? Lions $10. Uh, small blind is. Yeah. <laughs> She's just. Wait, what happened to you? What ha- Where did you learn this? She's like, I was in the, I was in the hospital, dad. Right. Face some hard time. truths, I did you know. Time. By the way, uh, we don't owe anything for our hospital stay. I took care of it. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. What? You're welcome. That's awesome. Thank you? Question mark. I guess. I guess. Again, you're, you're five. Pradgo Doug is thrilled with this. Uh, you're earning your keep. But uh, yeah, yeah. all the other Dugs are like, huh? This is scary. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Things are. Things are. Things are on the up and up. We're we're doing better, and that's good. that's the exciting part. That's um, good, and we're here, and we're here this week. We are here this we're week. We're here for you, the listener, the viewer, you, you, you. You know who's not here anymore? Is Anthony who's Bourdain? Oh, <gasps> yes, R.I.P. R.I.P. Anthony Bourdain. And there was this news article that came out that said Anthony Bourdain's AI faked voice and new documentary sparks backlash. Right. Is the children's health care free or does that bill still fuck you up? I don't know. We have good insurance. I know that much. So we'll see. Oh, Jared, this is America, not Australia. Yeah. Nothing's free. Mm-mm. No, although Nothing. I'll say this much. Yeah. We ordered food. And normally I'm like, this is going to be what? $15 for like, you know, a bowl of Cheerios and a banana. It was incredibly reasonable price. I was like, really? This is really, really good. You get like French toast and bacon for like four or five bucks. I was like, that is <coughs> phenomenal. Especially cheaper for like than, cheaper than going out to breakfast. Right. That's phenomenal. Yeah. But um wait. Anthony Bourdain's Anthony dead. Bourdain. What? <laughs> huh? Huh? So uh if you're not aware, there's who? There's a new uh, documentary coming out uh, for based around Anthony Bourdain and uh, the documentary filmmaker Morgan Neville uh, has. It's called uh, he's directing Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, which opens theaters uh, on this Friday. Looks like. Is that right? Yeah, this Friday. Uh, Or maybe it was last Friday. This was dated on the 15th, so it may already be out. Who knows? Details. Not important. Um but what happened in this, based on this article, was there were a couple of... Came out last... Sorry, last on the 16th, last 16th. Friday. Gotcha. That makes sense. Uh, so, 
In the documentary, uh, they weave in narration by Bourdain, pulled from audio clips, show outtakes, video interviews, and audiobooks. However, when asked how he obtained some quotes from Bourdain in a new article in The New Yorker, Neville tells the writer Helen Rosner that he used artificial intelligence to create three quotes with Bourdain's voice. So uh, he says, I created an, an AI model of his voice. If you watch the film, other than that line you mentioned, you probably don't know what the other lines are that were spoken by the AI, and you're not going to know. So these things that were spoken through the Anthony Bourdain AI were things that he had originally written. I think that's a really, really, yes, C2 is on it. Were the quotes written originally? Yes, because Anthony Bourdain was also a prolific writer. And so they took... Instead of like just having a quote up there, the director felt that it'd be great if he said it. So they used an AI program to create Bourdain's voice, and then he spoke the words that he had originally written. And this right. created a big backlash on the internets. And it kind of goes along the lines of what we've talked about previously on the podcast with people recasting James Dean in films or what was the other one that we recently did? Uh, that was along the same vein. Yeah. I can't remember what it was. I completely. Oh, AI music. It. it was like, Oh yeah. Yes. AI is going to write a Nirvana song, you know, creating a Nirvana song, Kurt Cobain and all. So yeah. Uh, it's funny because it, uh, with those, you and I both agreed pretty much uh, up and down that we did not like James Dean being recast or cause it's not James Dean or a Lincoln park song being rewritten by AI. Cause it's not Lincoln park. It's not, you know, there's no human element to it. I, I think what's different and Tupac's hologram. Yeah. That's another one, but I think what's different about this. And I think C2 brought this, uh, this up is that these were Anthony Bourdain's words and he just didn't speak them on record. He wrote them. So in essence, he said them. And all we're doing is just hearing a uh, approximation of what those words would sound like. Would he have said them? And yes. it's not take, it's not a, in no way, shape or form. Are we assuming his intent? Are we assuming what he would have said or like the acting choices that this James Dean AI would make? You may be taking previous choices that he made in, on, in previous films, but those choices would not stand almost certainly those choices would not stand in a new movie because it's a different character. So you are, you are making assumptions as to what he would have been doing with this, with Bourdain, you're not making any assumptions. Bourdain said these things, these are his words. You're just putting sound to those words. So to me, I, I see this as a very different thing. Everyone's getting outraged because of, basically the rationale of what we've talked about previously. I see this as a completely different thing. I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with this application of the technology. I, uh, uh, C2 brings up a pretty good point too, which is, um, it's upsetting because if you're okay with this, then people will keep doing it and eventually it won't be cool actually. (laughs) And I think, you know, we talked about this kind of in our, in our production, um, meeting, for me, it's anytime AI is used like this, we absolutely need to talk about it. Right. We need to break it down and be like, is this okay? Because we are going to 
very quickly head into some really weird territory and we need to be able to identify what is okay and what is not and you know for example i just at my organization uh took a new uh, cybersecurity training and uh for the second quarter and i think uh one of the things they were talking about was vishing which is essentially using trying to mimic someone else's voice to scam people and there was a story about a ceo who got a phone call a frantic phone call from a cfo saying we have a severely out you know overdue invoice for 200 some thousand dollars we need to pay this immediately i need your sign off on it and the, and the ceo was like done turns out that was an ai generated voice of the cfo that absolutely tricked the ceo the ceo was like the slight accent everything about it was excellent it was it was phenomenal and that's the kind of shit where that is existing in the same universe where we're using ai to create anthony bourdain's voice right so we got to look at the intent we got to look at at you know what what is the what are the ramifications so i you know c2 made another good point too she's like you know we already have a way to do this which is um you know uh you you put them on the screen or have someone else read them read their words and quote them like normal quotes (laughs) um and it's a very fair point too but i would also say from a creative standpoint as as someone who you know makes videos as an instructional designer and everything like that i would be annoyed if i had voice quotes and things for everything except for like three lines that would bug me because I'd be like, oh, what am I going to do? Like, how are we going to utilize this? Because we have everything else. So in that regard, as... Well, I see what you're saying. Yeah, like, just for consistency's <clears throat> sake, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have everything you need, but you got to be like, have someone else read it, or it's just the words on the screen. Maybe it doesn't have the same effect that you're looking yeah. for. I get it from that aspect. And I also think... Um, <laughs> But if you don't have the voice, you actually don't have it, do you? God, you are you are appealing to Practical Doug. This is the same logic I say for someone who wants to illegally download music, right? It's right. like, hey, if you don't have money, because that's the thing. Oh, I don't have enough money, so uh, I'll pay it for it later. It's like, well, if you don't have the money, you don't get to buy something, right? Like, that's just that's just what it is. So right. I lay down my sword on that one. Like, you, gotta, you got me there. Night, night, Zenny. Thanks for hanging out. Um, that's so true, right? Yeah. Like you work with what you have. <sighs> that's I, but to that, I would say again, and this is a very like there's this is a very loose argument. I don't have a lot behind this because it's a discussion, but I would say that, uh, you know, in the same way that like CG is used, like in, in a film, like if you don't have a Hulk, then don't put a Hulk on the screen. <laughs> You know, like you could Lou Ferrigno would agree with you on that. He would yeah, absolutely I'm just saying, agree with you on that. We had a Hulk. I'm right. No, but I, in a very, again, in a very uh, flimsy argument way, uh, I, you, I think it's, uh, they're, they're, they're testing the bounds of what can be used uh, or what can be done with technology. Now I would say to that, the toothpaste is out of the tube on this one. So like if we need like, Oh, we, it's okay to use for movies, but not okay. You got to watch out for these scammers that are going to be using it, you know, for the phone or, Oh, we have to stop developing it. Well, it's too late. It's been developed. It's been utilized. It's out there. There's no putting it away. So now we have to develop either parameters around when we're going to use it. Kind of like we talked about in the chat there, or we've got to talk about 
countermeasures to to figure out when you know uh, when when something is it's either some sort of a, almost like a, a Spotify or um what's the Shazam type thing where it you it can detect oh this is not this was digitally created this is not a true uh, vocal speech or something like that. We yeah. almost need to develop then technology that can counter it. Yeah. And I think C2 makes a point here in that if you don't have the voice, then you don't have the voice, but also we have the technology now. So it's now an option. And I think that's, right. I knew I had a, there was a professor I had in, in grad school who was a composer and he talked about how, um, he recorded it live with an orchestra, but there was a couple horns or something like that that he felt was missing. Missing, so he added them in via you know computer generated stuff. He goes, "You guys would probably never even know. You wouldn't be able to tell me where that stuff existed because I you know filled that in." And I right. kind of look at this the same way. Of if he hadn't said anything, would anyone have known? Now that's both relieving and terrifying at the same time right because if he doesn't say anything and you don't know then the ai is working extremely well right and i think that's kind of like my my issue with with this too is like the backlash on this i feel was excessive and over the top and that you know people were like oh you know anthony bourdain would have hated this it's like well not to sound awful but he's dead and you know you don't know that. Um, and um, I think I feel the intention here was good. And because of that, I think uh, I, I give this director a lot more leeway. Mm. Um, but I think where I do have an issue is allegedly he didn't necessarily get the full approvals to do this from Bourdain's Bourdain widow estate. and yeah. the state. So that I'm like, you're in the wrong if you didn't do that because apparently his his widow was like yeah you didn't get that from me right he said he did and the widow came back saying oh i disagree very much yeah, that you did you didn't yeah. get it from me <laughs> right exactly now unless he can provide some sort of signed document that she said yes that's okay you know i'd say but then now can that signature be forged what's real anymore does time even matter yeah no i you know again c2 is just like nailing it with all the points um it's definitely better that he had written the words, but also a person who has a live performance presence has a written presence. I wouldn't want someone to assume how I would have said something I wrote, so that's how I look at it. He's also dead, so he can't approve. That's, yeah, this is definitely weird gray territory. Yes. Where, again, I truly believe the intention is good here. Right. So I give the director a lot of credit. I don't think he was trying to pull one over. Um, C2 should have been the guest. <laughs> You know, Jared, you're probably right. I think yeah. you're right. C2 is a wonderful guest right now. Um, <laughs> Slotty, yeah, I think we fucked up on that one. Yeah, we probably did. Um, but I, I think, um, you know, the intention is so important and it's so hard to measure. I think in most situations where there's any sort of outrage, I think we really have to look at what was the person attempting to do. Mm-hmm. I don't look at this director trying to do something shitty. I think he's trying to capture the best elements of Anthony Bourdain. And I think he wanted to give the best possible way to articulate what Anthony Bourdain was doing 
And on paper, it's like, cool, we're going to take something he wrote. We're going to, no, we can't replicate, but we have technology that can make it sound like him and it will give it more weight and more value. We'll add right. to this this thing that we're creating. So let's do that. Um, so I look at that from the creators, you know, and I, I, I give them a lot of leeway. I don't see it as someone trying to do something nefarious. Yes. And I feel like there's, there's, there's this unquantifiable element that, that I like for me, if they had done the entire movie and every line of dialogue that he speaks, every time that you heard Anthony Bourdain's voice, it was replicated through AI. I would then have an issue with that. The fact that it was three lines. And again, you could ask the question, well, what's the number of lines? Is it 50% of the dialogue? Is it 10%? Is it five lines? They did three. Is it four? Is four too much? Is two too much? It's it's an unquantifiable metric that I'm putting out there. But, excuse me, I think... um, I got you. What Justin was going to say is, I think that Anthony Bourdain, if if they were continuing to make No Reservations episodes now... (laughs) And AI generating those episodes with Anthony Bourdain, that's a problem. I don't I think they're profiting off of Anthony Bourdain's likeness <coughs> and uh his his ghost to create more content, which is why yeah. having a hologram of uh, uh James Dean is gross. Because exactly. James Dean, like Justin said, is is not the one acting. They're putting his image on there. And using some sort of machine to reproduce what he's doing, and that's weird. Bingo. Yes. <clears throat> I don't know if that was – did I get possessed because I was saying the wrong thing? Who knows? I don't know what Maybe. that was. But um, that is, in, in essence, what I was what I was saying. It's, it's a non-quantifiable metric that I'm putting out there. But I think because it was three lines and it was used for effect to kind of elicit <clears throat> a little bit more gravitas around the subject of his life and his death, I think it was used for probably the right reasons, but again, who knows? Like what, you know, I don't know. I don't know how you, and and the thing is too, does it open up this portal for, for it to be used more often? And then it starts to get overused. And then like, at what point do we put a check on this? Yeah. And like I said, every time we decide to use AI, I think we as a society need to talk about it. We, yes. need to, we, need, we need to examine it and we need to decide what parts of it are we okay with it, are, are okay with, and what parts are we not. Because this is how we, ha- as a group, have to decide how this stuff is used because there's going to be parts where I think we're going to be more fiercely divided. I'm not as divided on this. I get it. I get mm-hmm. some of the outrage, not all of it. Um, I, it's fine to be nervous about this. This is weird. This is right. not a natural thing. So. We should absolutely talk about it. And I think the potential ramifications too, like where you see this going is, you know, what's to stop, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll take it. There's no way to not take it to the political realm, but what's to stop, you know, uh, the, the alt-right from saying, Hey, we have a, uh, we have audio recording of AOC saying this horrific thing, you know, about, uh, former you know president uh, trump or, or or obama she's saying bad things about her own yeah. her own party and yada yada like and then how do you prove that and she can say i never said that well we have a recording of it so yeah. it gets into a place where again this is why the conversation needs to be had people need to be made aware that this technology is out there and it's currently being used yeah. in media people need to understand that 
tone and speech is part of meaning. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Absolutely. That's, that's as, as important as intent. I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you read the transcript of a stand-up set, you'd probably be horrified because right. you can't hear the tone and how it's being delivered. Right. And, you know, you'd be like, this, look at this horrible thing they said. It's like, yeah, but how did they say it? How did they deliver it? What was the comedic timing? Like, what was the intent behind it? It, it could be horrific if you don't understand it and things taking out of context. If you just take one sliver of thing that maybe is an ongoing joke or a callback to something that happened earlier and you don't understand it, it could sound awful. So, yeah, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That's right. in the Bible. Well, how many times have you had that fight? With uh, with someone or a significant other, you're just like, it's not what you said, it's how you said it to me. Right. You know, that's why I try to explain to my five-year-old now. I was like, listen, there's ways you asked for things, okay? You said the right words, but boy, that came out of your mouth real shitty. So right. let's try it again. <laughs> right. If you look at me and said, can I please have a, a piece of cake, fuckhead? Yeah. You said it kindly, but you called me a fuckhead. Yeah. And I don't like that. That hurt. I'd probably still do it because it was so sweet. You said because it so nice. Because it was nice. so sweet. And technically, I was being a fuckhead. So yes. you used it in the right context. So bonus points. For that. Bonus points for you. Have two cakes. Two cakes. Um, well, I think uh, I think we need to transition over now to uh, Ask Practical Doug. Let's do it, baby. We got a new one. Oh! You got the questions. We got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical. Practical, 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 damn it. I'm never ready for the farts. God damn it. Um, so, uh, welcome to ask practical Doug. Uh, if you're, <clears throat> yes. this is a new segment we're doing where all you have to do is if you have a question, a conundrum, a debacle, and you want to access the little guy, the other Doug that lives in my brain named Practical Doug, all you got to do, reach out to us on our social medias at MindGap Podcast or join our Discord. We have a channel set aside specifically for Ask Practical Doug. We will ask your question and you will get an answer on this show. This one is brought to us by our very own Noah Reno. You can check him out on Twitch at, at Noah Reno. <laughs> and he asks an amazing... Hey, hey, hey. Maybe I ask you the question and you answer it. Thank you. Thank you. What is this? The I'm second just saying, time we've you done just, this? You can just... I can just shut up. Go cool. to town if you want. No. Yeah. You go. You do it. Okay. Sorry. So Noah Reno at Noah Reno asks, I got to ask, what's Doug take? What's Doug's take on shoes? There are empires based on shoes. My mother, a few years ago, made a point to buy a very specific pair of shoes for her hundredth pair of shoes owned at once. I personally have three to four pairs at any given time for things like recreation, work, comfort, and then my shit pair that I can't bring myself to get rid of. I suppose the question is, what's the right amount of shoes to own and how long should you hold on to a pair? This is a phenomenal question because... As normally comes from Noah Reno. Yes, uh, and this is a discussion I've had. This is going to sound very cliche and, and hacky, but this is a conversation I've had with my wife many times um, because I am super weird in that I I don't have that many pairs of shoes. I have <laughs> my shoes that I use. So this is how I do shoes, right? I have a pair that I wear like every day. 
And to Jill, that's weird because Jill's like, well, don't you switch them out? I'm like, why? She goes, they'll last longer. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, this is probably practical Doug that doesn't understand math and how it works. But in my mind, I'm like, <coughs> I wear them until they break and then I get a new pair. Like, that's I, my. You and I have had this. I've heard you speak of this specifically. We were at assignment desk and I remember <laughs> you. I remember you saying this because I said the same thing. I'm like. Well, if you get two pairs, you swap them out. You're like, yeah, but both will wear out in the same amount. <laughs> like we had this, just, but please continue. I this is bringing back a flood of memories for me. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't. So I have a I have a pair of dress shoes, right? So for those times where you gotta look nice, I have a pair of like, I guess my everyday shoes. I've got a pair of sandals, um, and I have like lawn mowing shoes. And what happens is once a pair starts getting worn down, they get downgraded to the lawnmower shoes and the old lawnmower shoes go in the garbage. So I always had, there's a second life for them as, as mowing the lawn. So, because they get gross, you know, and you gotta, you gotta keep them, you know, you gotta have those lawn mowing shoes. Absolutely. I also have a pair of boots for the winter times when I have to shovel. Uh, so I don't, I don't have that many pairs. Um, Jill has, you know, a lot of shoes and, um, that's such a, such a good idea to make them lawn mowing shoes. So for me, what makes sense? Owning a hundred pairs of shoes doesn't compute. Practical Doug does. That's like dividing by zero. This is insane to me that anyone would, would own a hundred pairs of shoes at one time because practical (coughs) Doug says you're not getting, the efficient it's it's inefficient to have that many because you are not using them to their full value to me that'd be the same thing as buying a really nice car and then never driving it because i don't want anything to happen to it and besides a car is what justin a depreciating asset so that's also a bad investment so like shoes shoes are depreciating assets (laughs) they are right you wear them you know and so for me um when it comes to like the right number of shoes, I think you have you have your dress shoes. That's number one. You have, I'll say there's some specialty shoes like for working out, right? Maybe you have running shoes. Uh, maybe you have shot put shoes. Maybe you have wrestling shoes. You know, that's, I'm calling those your workout shoes. So, you know. You've got four pairs. So you've got a special, hey, if you, if you do all those things, congratulations, you got them all. But you can have like your specialty pair, you know? Okay. Um, You've got like your everyday casual shoes, right? Okay. So that's three. Sandals, right? You got to have sandals. We started with dress, right? We yes. Dre- dress. No. Dress, workout, everyday. Everyday. Sandals, okay. Mm-hmm. Sandals. And then um, if you want to have like your, your shitty shoes, like for lawn mowing, you know, you're, oh, I'm going to go do something gross. Let's put on these kinds of yeah. shoes. Maybe a pair of boots for like rain and snow. You're covered there and i'll throw in an optional one uh if you want like you know water shoes you know if you're doing a lot of water stuff and you want to make sure to protect your feet while you're in the water i'll throw that in as an option you're i'd say you do a lot of water sports doug i go to the pool every week on me day. hey baby water's water um i go to the family swim with natalie every week and the bottom of that pool scrapes up my feet so i've also went to a lake recently and it was gross and full of rocks and, and water <laughs> so spiders aqua socks so i got my got aqua it. socks All right. so i'd say seven or eight i think seven or eight 
Makes sense. And I'd even say for a couple of those, you can double up a little bit if you want. If you want to have like those running shoes, maybe double up on them, whatever. So I'd say 10 or less would make the most sense to me. I don't think anything beyond that gets kind of wild. Now, I also understand my shoes for things like, you know, dressing up are basic as shit. I we have black shoes. I don't have a lot of other colors because black shoes go with everything. I understand that there's a lot of other shoes out there. Some people like to match that stuff. Shoes are not a huge part of my accessory or they're, they're not a huge part of my, my ensemble. It's not like, oh, and then these shoes go with this shirt and these shorts. And so then I got to, I'm like, nah, man, I'm wearing these shoes. I try to get shoes that will work with everything. They're usually pretty boring um, and whatnot. But uh, that's, that's what it is. I'll say, I'll say Practical Doug says 10 shoes or less. 10 pairs of shoes or less is is what you should have in your possession. Anything more is just not practical. You got the questions, we got the answers. All you do is ask. Practical, 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 practical. Ask Practical Doug. There it is. I love it. I fucking love this segment. Guys, give me more questions, please. <laughs> fucking give me more questions. I love this. This is great. Our socials at MindGap Podcast. <clears throat> Hit us up uh, via Gmail, just mindgappodcastgmail.com, or join us on our Discord. Drop it in the Ask Practical Doug section. I want to hear it. I want to answer your shit. So thank you. Thank you, Noah. Practical Rina. Doug pontificates and posits on your proposed queries. I couldn't come up with another P. Propositions? Sure. Yeah, sure. There yeah. we go. Ponderances. Thank you. Ooh, Thank yes. you, Tit. Pontificates on your proposed ponderances. There we go. Phenomenal I love it. Stuff. I love it, too. You know what yeah. else I love, Justin? What's that? I don't know. You tell me. Oh, shit. Is it time already? <laughs> I think it's <laughs> Welcome I was not uh, look so many theme songs happening now that I I was not I was not prepared for the next one. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a terrible segue. As I want to do, I'm like, you know, I'm ready for what? I don't know. How? Yeah, you know what? You know what what I love? Rick Rick and Morty. What? You know what else I love love? though? You got there real quick. You're like, hold on, (laughs) click. I saw the screen change. You're like, I gotta get to this thing fast. (laughs) Oh my! All right. Oh, oh boy. Oh boy. So for those, again, who don't know, since it's still new the way we're doing this, um, it used to work where I would just in the middle of an episode, something would spark an idea and I would come up with a throwdown on the spot and Doug wouldn't know what it was. I wouldn't know until it happened mid episode and the guest wouldn't know. Uh, We then started having our production meetings and uh, we would spend literally uh, at least a half hour, I'd say, sometimes longer, uh, trying to figure out what the throwdown was going to be. And we finally said, you know what? This isn't organic. This isn't spontaneous. This isn't in the moment. So now we have assembled a council of elders in the Discord whose sole purpose is to come up with throwdowns that Doug and I do not see until the theme song for the throwdown rolls. And then we're privy to the throwdown. So we are just seeing this week's throwdown for the first time and doug i gotta say i'm excited for this one. so whenever you're ready my friend let's do it this week's throwdown is 
The Ronald McDonald crew versus the Chuck E. Cheese gang. Whew. All right. Whew. Um, okay. Uh, and I do like the note that was put in here for us. It says the photos of the animatronics of each character are nightmare fuel. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, so. Oh, my goodness. All right. Um, I like how there's a showbiz pizza wiki, too. There's a. Yeah. Damn wiki for everything. There really is, isn't there? Um, so let's start with 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 the Chuck E. Cheese band. So what? Okay, I'm just I'm reading this. I don't understand how it says conceived and debuting in nineteen eighty nine as a way to phase out the Rockafire explosion without removing some of the desirable elements. Munch's make-believe band incorporated the Pizza Time players in a band-style setup through concept unification. Did I just cast a spell in Dungeons & Dragons? What the fuck just happened? Like, well, what? I have to click on Rock-A-Fire Explosion and see what the fuck this is. Yeah. The, the Rock-A-Fire Explosion is an animatronic band that played in Showbiz Pizza Place restaurants from 80 to 1993. The show was pioneering in many respects to the other animatronic shows of the early 80s blah 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 uh following the completion of rebranding the show was sold to other restaurants and entertainment centers centers such as circus pizza pistol pete's pizza and billy bob's wonderland oh boy all right so here's all there are one two three four five six seven eight nine ten people in the chuck e cheese gang these are a nightmare fuel and you've got Chuck, uh, where are you saying that? What are you clicking on? Oh no, I was looking at the uh, the uh, rock of fire explosion. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want to look at it. Um, yeah, you don't need to see it. Save you yourself. Chuck E. Cheese, Helen Henny, Mister Munch. Sounds like someone I knew in high school. Uh, I feel like this just fits for what we're about to go into. Uh-oh. You hear that? Yeah. That's the sound of the mighty bliss firing up, baby. As we talk about <laughs> Mr. Mr. Munch. Followed by uh, Jasper yeah. T. Jowls. Um, T. Jowls. Pasquale P. Pie Plate. Jesus Christ. Uh, Moon. <laughs> There's someone whose name is Building. <laughs> ah, they got lazy. Okay. Wink. Winks after every <laughs> show. <laughs> Pizza Cam and Munch Jr. That's right. That's right. Okay. Uh, Justin. What about Krusty the Cat? What was he part of? <laughs> I, that's just a popular page, man. I don't know if he's from anything in. Oh, he's a Chuck E. Cheese character. Retired. Oh, he got his. He did his. His thirty years got his gold watch and then moved on. They <laughs> <laughs> got put down. Mm-hmm. He got sent to the farm. Yeah. Justin, take us through the McDonald's characters because I think right now I'm already giving them a a significant advantage because there's just more of them. Well, my God. I mean, the McDonald's, the difference here too is that the McDonald's characters have write-ups. So Ronald McDonald, primary icon of McDonald's. He's a clown with red hair, a big red smile, yellow suit, red shoes. Uh, We've got Sunday. That's Ronald's dog. He only appears in the wacky adventures of Ronald McDonald. We've got Grimace, 
the large purple character. In 71, he debuted as Evil Grimace. So that leads me to believe that he's got powers. Uh, <laughs> we've got Hamburglar, right? A pint-sized burglar who debuted in 71, was one of the first villains. Uh, so this guy, he's got skills, all right? He's a, he's a thief, expert thief. Birdie the Early Bird, uh, Fry Kids, Mayor McCheese, an enormous cheeseburger who appeared from <laughs> that 71 guy's terrifying. Oh yeah, but delicious. Officer Big Mac, uh, who for some reason in my head always had an Irish accent because he <laughs> oh, was dressed it's Officer like a, Big Mac. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. Did they get me special sauce on you? Uh, Captain Crook. That's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Uh, the professor, the hamburger patch. I don't even want to know what that is. Uncle O'Grimacy, that Wait, sounds... hold on. I'm sorry. The Hamburger Patch is part of the fictional city of McDonald Land where McDonald's hamburgers grew like fruit on plants from the Hamburger Patch. Oh, life expectancy in McDonald Land is very low. Shockingly low. There's the Happy Meal Gang, the McNugget Buddies, Cosmic, and then Trash Cans. They just have Trash Cans listed. Bernice, Vulture, I Am Hungry, Griddler, Mike the Microphone, Mac Tonight, Happy, Speedy, Aster, and then Voice Chasers. Mac Tonight, I remember that moon looking. He was... Right! Uh, yeah, that dude him? was like really... Un- he made me uncomfortable. Oh, he he made my undies drop every time I looked at him. Oh. Yep. Um. So, now, according to this, not <clears throat> all of these guys are active at the same right. time, but still, there's a shitload of them, man. There's a shitload of them. Here's the thing. I would say, out of the characters we listed here, it's Ronald McDonald, Grimace, Hamburglar, Birdie, Mayor McCheese, and Officer Big Mac. Those, I feel like, are like the main the main ones I remember from childhood. What about the Fry Kids? I remember the McNugget Buddies more than the Fry Kids. So there's there's additional gangs that they have that they can call upon, basically. That's true. reinforcements. That's, yeah. So would you call this the MCU? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck or the you. M- the MDU? Um, this is the MDU. Yeah, I think they just have way more in numbers. And and honestly, uh, but Chuck here's e. the che- thing: mm-hmm. they have way more in numbers. But if we're going by Terminator rules, Chuck E. Cheese gang are the only ones with androids. True, but that also means they're bolted to the floor. If we're going that way, they have limited mobi- mobility. Well, that's interesting. So, if you want to go down that road about what they really truly are, I think that puts severe limitations on them. <clears throat> Okay, okay. Whereas if we leave them as, like, characters that are real, I look at the Chuck E. Cheese band as McDonald's folks seem like they are genuinely happy and positive and exist for good. Chuck E. Cheese seems like the guys that will go out and perform when they're done. They light a cigarette, um, and they go and buy heroin, um, and they grab some pizza off the buffet, and they just sort of sit in their room, you know, they have they take off their vest. They have tattoos all over their body, track marks. You know, <laughs> some of them are not getting to call time on time, or if they are, they're like they have their sunglasses on because they're hungover, or you know, for some reason, uh, you know, Mister Munch always has some sort of blood on his clothes. Um, 
you know, there's always something happening with with these guys. These guys show up and they do their job. Yes. Once the set's over, anything goes. So I imagine them having a lot of shit. They've seen a lot of shit. Whereas the McDonald's people live literally live in their own fantasy world. Right. They and live they live in an idealistic. They've got a mayor. There's obviously a functioning government in place mm-hmm. yep. in in McDonald's land. Yeah. Whereas and I feel like the Chuck, Chuck E. Cheese, they live in our world, man. They live they live yeah. They live uh they live in our world. Yeah. They don't live in some paradise. They have never been allowed to come into McDonald's land. And the other thing is too, Chuck E. Cheese characters will get after each other, but very similar to siblings, they're only allowed to get after each other. If someone else comes after them, hellfire rains down. Chuck E. Absolute Cheese. Absolute hellfire. Chuck E. Cheese is a fucking rat. Right. Dude, that guy will chew through anything. Yeah. And he is, I mean, a lot of people don't know this, disease ridden. It's actually strange to me that this brand was able to exist, a food joint with a rat as right. the like logo that's insane like it's crazy that that happened um i've got to i've got to just i'm opening some individual ones just because because i've got a good idea what all the mcdonald's characters look like but i need to open up mr munch oh okay yeah no mr munch right there mr munch takes that guy that guy yeah he's a dinosaur (laughs) right grimace is yeah a bell-shaped uh you know uh, he exists on wishes. Uh, he is Pasquale slow P. and Pep- dim-witted, so that he does that have that going against him. But you don't have to Mr. be Munch? smart. Yeah, you don't have to be smart to fuck somebody up, though. Oh no, no, no! It's all about the look. Grimace's shape gets in his way. Yeah. This is he gets yeah the Grimace's shape. Now I'll say this: uh, Pasquazi uh, or Pascali P, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, a horribly uh <laughs> like just good lord could not be more like stereotypically like it's an italian yeah uh yeah as what do we got here uh moon what's moon all about i don't see a picture for moon do you uh let me see. i don't think so oh yeah no moon this is the thing moon is the supplier of the group yeah if you scroll down oh no moon is first off he is the alcoholic of the group and he also is the like biggest Ugh. dope fiend. He's the one that supplies the smack to the rest of the crew. Yeah, that's the guy that does not get up until it's time to perform. Exactly. Yeah. And you better and there's a 50% chance that he's going to try to stab you when you get him up to perform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh what do we got? Wink. What's Wink look like? Building is an actual building, so there's he's that. It's just a building, yeah. Uh what the fuck is Wink? Uh, is it from okay? I don't know. The animated movement of Chuck E. Cheese's left eye and the signs <laughs> on the very okay. Nope, we're just gonna go ahead and shut that right down. Um, yeah. So I cam is a camera. Yeah, which records all the debauchery. Yeah, and it holds. And then oh, Munch Junior. Yeah. yeah, it's just a smaller version. Yeah, these guys, yeah. the Chuck E. Cheese crew, is hardened, just vicious, mean individuals. Yeah. And they have no problem with in, with taking Ronald McDonald out of their fantasy fantasy world and bring him to reality with <laughs> with their violence. Right. Well, the thing is, Munch approaches the very first thing he approaches Mayor McCheese 
and takes a giant bite out of his head. And he established his dominance right there. Like, he's like, your government is now hobbled. And now as the mayor falls on the ground, like, bleeding out and dying, he just goes, thank you very much. (laughs) That's apparently his catchphrase. So. Who? We didn't know that until right now. So, yeah, so that's and that's that's canon. So I think yeah. we're saying Chuck and Cheese guys. That's right. That's I right. don't think I've ever been more terrified than I have Ooh. about the Chuck and Cheese. Uh, kudos to the, uh, the 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 elders of <coughs> of, 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 of the throwdown. That was a wild one. I did not see that coming, and it was yeah. delightful. So thank you very much. Uh, yeah, this is fantastic. I mean, yeah. right there too. It's in the name, the Ronald McDonald Crew versus the Chuck E. Cheese Gang. Yeah, it was ripe. It was it's ripe in the name. It. Yeah, it's, it's in the name for sure. Uh, Justin, what do you got to recommend this week, pal? It's in the name. Um, this week uh, I'm going to recommend uh, Sid Penrose. Guys, took a long time to come out. It is out. Go check out Sid Penrose. Please give it a watch. Just go to YouTube or actually just go to Google, type in Sid Penrose and every result is us, thankfully. So you can find us there. You go to YouTube, type in Sid Penrose, you'll find us there too. Um, yeah, it, uh, it's something that uh, we've, we've gotten some absolutely incredible feedback and response from. We are so thrilled with everyone who has watched it, who has uh, commented to us and, and said like, hey, uh, this and this and this shared a, a, a personal story. It's meant the world to us to see people finding these connections to the story and, and, and having it speak to them. So uh, please go watch it. If you want to talk to us about it afterwards, we'd love to, if you want to share it, we would be elated if you did that. So please check out Sid Penrose. And then also don't forget Ted Lasso comes out this motherfucking Friday, the 23rd. Yeah, that's Friday. 23rd season two starts on Apple TV plus. So, uh, if you haven't done it yet, get caught up on Ted Lasso season one so you can enjoy season two. Doug, what do you got? Uh, I'd also just like to say Sid Penrose. Wow, you guys did a phenomenal job. It's a Thank really you. great short film. Uh, takes Take 10 minutes and watch it. It's great. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal film. You guys should be absolutely thrilled and proud of yourselves. I'm so happy for you. Uh, for me, I'm going to recommend a board game. A board game that I just recently got back into after several years. It's a game called Machikoro, and it's a wonderful game that involves dice rolling, chance, a little bit of strategy, and it's super fun. Uh, Essentially, you are the mayor of a town, and your objective is to purchase and unlock four attractions. And you do that by investing in your town, by buying different things that will unlock based on the dice rolls. And uh, it's super fun. I actually played it. uh, I've been playing it a lot with my family, and then last night I got... Uh, Slotty, Noah, and Alpaca in on Tabletop Simulator, and we played it for like three or four rounds and had an absolute blast. So go check it out. And support your local board game store. Go buy it. It's a phenomenal game. Highly recommend it. Uh, do it. Make yourself happy. It honestly sounds like the beginning of uh, how Mayor McCheese built up McDonald World. McDonald Land? What was yeah. it? Where do they live? Whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Because it's uh, burned down now. <laughs> salted earth baby scorched earth tactics um that being said everyone please don't forget to check us out on all our social medias at mind gap podcast uh be sure to follow us on twitch 
twitch.tv slash mindgappodcast. We live stream our podcast every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, and Saturdays we do our live video game stream uh, at 8 p.m. Central as well, so come check us out there. Be sure to like us, uh, hit the follow button, and it'll turn on the notifications so you know when we go live. And then also check out our YouTube channel. Uh, just look for Mind Gap there. We post all of our episodes there, as well as highlights from the shows and things like that. And don't forget to follow Justin online as well. On Instagram and Twitter, at Justin underscore Michael, spelled M-I-K-E-L. It's the fun way of spelling it. And while you're in the online realm, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcast. Uh, Podbean Verbal uh, Good Pod, I think is the one you like mm-hmm. now. Yeah, all the places that you can find high quality podcasts that you consume them. You can find us as well. Subscribe, rate, review, share. The big one that we really want you to do is sharing us around. Just copy the link, send it out. And the other big one we want you to do, as Doug said at the top of the show, is subscribing. And the other big one we want you to do is reviewing. And the other big one is rating us. So please, just all the big ones. And then 2east8th.com slash mindgap. And then keep an eye on all of 2east8th's social presences is where you're going to find out about things like Sid Penrose and other fun stuff that we've got coming up. Yeah! Yeah! Uh, thank you all for hanging out with us. Uh, Twitch chat, you guys are amazing. Uh, you're just phenomenal. Thanks for keeping the conversation going. And, and thanks for, again, your uh, understanding of us missing a week. It was... Uh, it's unavoidable. Thank you for for understanding. And Justin, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Doug, I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. And Twitch, thank you. And listeners, thank you. You all have a dandy fucking week. Mind Gap Podcast.